0: In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing.
1: If You're not failing. Maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host. I'm Andy. I
0: literally do not know what a woman is, and I'm Evan. I hate... The intros where Evan says exactly what I'm going to say before I say it. Evan was sitting
1: on that; he was ready. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm Ronnie. (laughs) If you can tell by those introductions, ending pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering The Witcher, (laughs) but not the Netflix one. (laughs) Not that one. The one made in Poland in 2002. But before we get into that, I have a bit. Andy, I'm excited. what's the bit? Can I just say that it feels good to, like, get my monologue out? I feel like because of just things happening, I haven't sure. been able to, like, do the bit. Sure. It's nice.
0: Yeah. Well, but, I mean, I mean, granted you had full opportunity to do the bit uh last week on our 100th episode no uh, because it
1: was like a fancy introduction it was like 100 so like like other shit was happening right right like like i got to say my spiel right right i like the spiel yeah so so anyway the bit what is this bit uh the bit is twofold Hmm. The, the first bit is just like what? spoiled today.
0: Usually, we get like half of a thought about a bit.
1: <laughs> Sometimes there's like a quarter bit, right? Uh, so the first part is I just want to talk like, what's your favorite thing to do at a rent fair? Because this is a rent fair hmm. fucking looking show, yeah, and then. And then the second bit is I feel like we should talk about how familiar we are with the source material, but that kind of like goes into actually covering the show. So that's why it's only like half a bit.
0: Hmm. Sure.
1: Uh, so this is very uh filthy
2: capitalist of me, but my favorite thing about Ren Fairs is buying weird shit. Yeah. It's yeah. a good part of it. That, that includes, like, food, I will say. I love mm-hmm. buying the weird-ass food at the What's Ren fair. What's your favorite food at the Ren fair? Uh, I always get myself a steak on
1: a steak, mm-hmm. and I always get myself one of those moist corns. I stood in line for you at the steak on a steak place, and you mm-hmm. stood in line for me at the corn place. We, like, divided and conquered last mm-hmm. Ren fair, and that mm-hmm. was a good time. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Uh,
2: occasionally, if... So the Maryland Ren fair does not have good crepes. No offense, Maryland Ren Fair, you're the best at everything else that ren fairs do, but they don't have good crepes. But uh, the one in Pennsylvania has good crepes, mm-hmm. and I like me a crepe. So yeah. I do. I, I would love the opportunity to get a good crepe at the Maryland Ren Fair. Take note, Maryland Ren fair organizers. So they y'all hire the crepe people and get
0: new crepe people. <laughs> y- y'all have certainly uh, toured your fair share of ren fairs. Uh, up and down, you know this tri-state area at least. I've been um, to a few.
2: Yeah. What
0: what is 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 the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair like a good Renaissance Fair? I always grew up thinking so, that it was like the creme de la creme of Renaissance fairs.
1: It's my hometown Ren Fair, like that's sure. my home turf. And Evan and I, when we first started dating, would argue about which Ren Faire was better. And he came to the PA Ren Fair, and then I went to the Maryland Ren Fair. And uh, I had to swallow my pride and admit I was wrong. The uh, Maryland Ren is better. Wow. So the PA Renfair, I would say, has phenomenal actors.
0: Sure, yes.
1: Who are in character the whole time, and I fucking love that. And it's so fun, and they have the Globe Theater there, which is beautiful, and mm-hmm. all the buildings are really nice. But all of the merchandise and stuff is like shit you could get out of a Bud K catalog. Mm. Whereas the Maryland Ren Faire really goes out of its way to like hire artisans and like have really phenomenal uh like performers and acts and stuff. And you can walk around and see something wild that you've never seen before. However, they do not have people walking around to interact with. And that is a huge downside. That's, uh,
0: they, that, that is like the Ren Faire to me. Like when I think about like. Galaxy's Edge and stuff like that. I think, oh, well, that's Star Wars Ren Faire of having people just, well, like, in they, character all around interacting with you.
1: More people for the Maryland Ren Fair than any other Ren Faire I've been to dress up in costume. Okay. So uh, there is that, that, like, you can, like, I guess, talk to other guests. If you're a sociopath, maybe, and you do, that, but you just talk to strangers you don't know who aren't paid to be a character, but... Sure. There,
2: There is a plot, like, there is a uh, a royal family, like, they have, I, I guess it's meant to be, like, Henry VIII, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know who is, I don't know exactly the timeline that they're shooting for. I should know, but I don't. But, um, yeah, they have, like, a monarch, and they have, like, characters, but you kind of gotta look for them. Like... They, hmm. I, and that's just not something i've ever like cared about so i don't attend like they have like they have like a like a royal wedding every event like some kind of they have some kind of performance by the like renfair cast and everything they have like a chapel and they have like it, they do walk around and they do interact with people but there's you, like six of them yeah it's not like mm. Andy is correct the PA Renfair has like more of a cast there's
1: the lesbian sheriff there's the dung farmers there's you know the bandits and there's the pirates yeah. and there's the fools well, it's, and there's I, the I almost, monks. I,
0: it's like I understand why the Maryland Renfair would be appealing and I know that this has probably not been a problem for you Andy because because you are a, a you know huge fan of the Renfair but you almost have to go to the PA Ren Faire two different days. You have to go, like, one day to follow the story and one day to, like, enjoy everything else because the story, like, really, really takes up a lot of the day if you're following every different little um, performance based around it.
1: I do feel like the Pennsylvania Ren is has a better joust, too. Okay. Um... A few years ago they really went whole hog on the pyrotechnics. Yes. And, like, they <laughs> How just... How very medieval of them. They <laughs> just fucking blow... They just fucking blow their arena sky high, at like, at, at one Ren every fair, weekend. At
0: one of the Ren Fairs I went to several years ago, they hung a man.
1: And Jesus. He, yeah,
0: and he was... And, and like, I assume they didn't, like, you know, have a new sacrificial lamb for every performance, but... This man just chilled there for a wh- while and like I know that's a thing you can do is like a faux hanging for theater and stuff but my little I was I was too young to be able to figure it out and I was very concerned about this this questionably evil knight. I mean I don't think he got a fair trial. Um, <laughs> the real the real chestnut the joust is fine. Usually at the bread and fair they have a morning and an afternoon joust. And the afternoon joust is like the big conclusion of the whole thing. Uh, the real chestnut is the human chessboard. Mm. Um, where where all the characters that you can interact with throughout the day. Uh, uh, play chess, and they are the chess pieces, and and you know, there are little scenes and vignettes in between when when one of the pieces attacks each other and stuff like that. So fun, so much fun.
1: Yeah, the the lesbian sheriff at the Pennsylvania Ren Fair always kicks ass at yeah. the the chess yeah. game. Yeah. Is lesbian? That's another lesbi- thing, thing that we
2: have in at the Maryland Ren Fest the lesbian sheriff or chess chess the chessboard. i don't know we may have a lesbian sheriff i've never interacted with the sheriff is the chess set your highlight ronnie
0: was i would say the chess set yeah because that's like you can really get like up close and personal and like for me i for a good joust i want i want some lighting i want some stadium seating for a good joust i'm going to medieval times uh but it's that character work it's literally the character combat stage work that i'm there for
1: what about no, you and I Andy? got you. So, pre-Evan, my answer would have been getting drunk and getting way too invested in the joust.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, but Evan has a valuable trait that I do not, which is a sense of shame. <laughs> and uh, while I have never... A day in my life, felt embarrassment for anything I've ever done.
0: That is very me true.
1: Screaming at the joust uh, participants embarrasses Evan. <laughs> and while I have no embarrassment or shame for myself, uh, I do have a weird, like, third hand embarrassment where I'm causing Evan second hand mm-hmm. embarrassment <laughs> and then that, like, deflects it back on me. So I have to behave myself now at the joust. Uh I, I never told Andy, no. like, calm your shit down at the joust. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like like uh, <laughs> it, It's not like Evan would ever, like, intentionally be like, hey, like, you're having too much fun or something like that. And it's it's not that I have less fun at the joust now, but um, No, I can see how me screaming and hollering and being loud would uh, maybe perhaps not be fun for him.
0: I, I fully understand where both of you are coming from, because I've been to the Ren Fair when it's like when I'm very sober and just kind of with some friends and like not really trying to get invested in the story, just kind of like trying to have a nice day out and the people come up to you and they're like, all right, well, we're taking you to the stocks. And it's like, Hey guy, like, I appreciate it. I like what you're doing. Not today, not us. Like it, it's not a, but on the other hand, I totally understand hooping and hollering at the chessboard and maybe wandering through the globe theater and heckling. Cause you know, they love that. Um, and that, that you, you hit the nail on the head, Andy, that, that, Differentiating factor is A gratuitous amount of alcohol
1: Mm -hmm. So my my New favorite Renfair activity Is uh, Getting drunk and yelling at the royal wedding No it is getting drunk (laughs) And yelling at the (laughs) wheel walker Uh, This motherfucker In the Maryland Renfair His name is Ichabod he is on Instagram At the wheel walker And I'm plugging him because he is He is an absolute Madman like this this dude he's got this giant fucking death trap of uh like pendulum.
2: And I believe these devices are actually called wheels of death. Like in the circus world or whatever. Like they're they're like it's a counterweight on one side and a large wheel on the other side. And this 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 this
1: daredevil Ichabod who is is dressed quite spectacularly. He's he's got like a sexy vest and a top hat and the, the these tight pants. Uh and he like just does these crazy acrobatics on this thing. And he's running all over it and he's jumping and he's like fucking balancing chairs. He's also very funny. Mm. Like a lot of his jokes land. A lot of his 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 um uh, like Fucking work in the crowd hits. It hits real hard. And he's just a maniac. And we go every year. And uh, I freak I freak out like it's the first time every time. Because <laughs> uh, watching this man do his thing live is uh, a religious experience for me at this point. It's a damn good show. And you give me like three or four mead deep. And you tell me it's Wheel of Death time and we're going to go see Ichabod. And like I'm I'm thirsty for it, I'm ready.
0: That sounds good.
1: I mean, am I crazy? Is Ichabod does Ichabod not slap?
0: Oh no, he's great. Yeah, he's phenomenal. And Evan, you don't feel embarrassment over Andy uh hooping and hollering for Ichabod? Uh, or, is it, or there, is it a much there more subdued hoop and holler?
2: There there is hollering, but there is an equal amount of like staring and open mouthed astonishment. So uh, it really balances it out.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: You, sh- you should follow him on Instagram audience, by the way. Uh, the Wheel Walker. Uh, he's he he's a good dude. He's not going to spam your feed. Uh, but you'll see what I'm talking about. Like this guy is just. He does it with fucking fire like he, he does it with knives like he juggles shit. Yeah, he's up there. He's, he's just out of control. Someone should stop him. I guess the rona stopped everything for <laughs> yeah. the renfair right now yeah. but like uh, he's going to come back but like stronger than ever sure. I, I believe it he's probably spending this whole rona just running on that wheel like a hamster he's on the wheel <laughs> yeah oh, yeah he's yeah. he's he he, he's on the wheel he's inside it but then he uh. also climbs to the outside and is running around on the top and like doing flips and shit like these yeah, guys right, in, don't got that this mm-hmm. guy's incredible like, hmm. take any show you've ever seen at the PA Ren Faire and, like, Tiger King it. And that's, <laughs> and that's Ichabod uh, at the Wheel Walker at the um, Maryland Ren Faire. You
0: gotta love a 16th century Ichabod nerf Tiger King.
1: Dude is, dude is out of control in the best way possible.
2: Goodness. All right, do you want to cover uh, how much we know about The Witcher yeah, before now, we dive into this? Yeah, now that I've ranted uh,
1: about my man crush at the yeah, run fair, Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah,
2: you're into Ichabod. I yeah. am. And be- more, more than just about his showmanship. He's
1: really attractive. He is a good-looking man. He's, like, as someone who also is, has a bad hairline that is receding, like, I love me a good, handsome, bald man who can, like, rock it. <laughs> I know I'm going to be there soon. Anyway, let's talk about the Witcher. Uh Ronnie, what what do you know about Mr. Gerald of Rivia? Oh, uh he's got
0: white hair and correct. he's often in a bathtub with his knees real high in the air. Also um, correct. And he does spend a
1: lot of time in bathtubs. He does,
0: and there's lots of uh sex in the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm perhaps also not just ladies but i am not i'm not aware of that um, uh,
2: no i th- i think uh i think it's just ladies unfortunately sure, the sure. the books were written uh in like 1992 in poland by a, a sort of grumpy polish man and then the video games were produced in poland Sure. so any anything in there that's you know not heterosexual is right. purely by accident.
1: Yeah, my good friend, The Witcher. He just—he's a monster who wants monsters. So have you have you read any of the books? Have you played the games? Not have you read watched the books. The I've Netflix not,
0: show. I have not played the games. I have not watched the Netflix show. I have heard uh recaps of the Netflix show, and mm-hmm. I know that there is a um a little twink bard that follows him around on the Netflix show. Mm. And that is, great. that is the extent of the supporting cast of The Witcher <laughs> that I know about. Um,
2: so I have... I've watched the Netflix show. I watched part of a playthrough of The Witcher 3. Uh, I did not get that very... I did not get very far into it. I was, like, trying to consume Witcher media in a way that I could consume while also doing crafts. Uh, And this was before the Netflix show came out, so I didn't have that option. So I started watching a playthrough of The Witcher 3 because I didn't have time to actually play it. So I've seen a little bit of that. I've seen all the Netflix show twice, and I have read one of the novels. I've read Blood of Elves, which apparently is not the one you're supposed to read first, even though it says number one on the spine and it comes Uh. in a box set as number one. Well, I didn't know that, but anyway, Chronicles I knew. A Narnia kind of thing going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in like publication order is not sure. chronological order or something. Anyway, I knew what was going on because by sheer coincidence, the events of Blood of Elves pick up almost immediately at the point where the show ends. So I knew all the shit that was going on. But, sure. Yeah. So I've consumed a fair bit of Witcher
1: media. How about you, Andy? So, my introduction, other than, like, seeing cosplays and knowing The Witcher existed, was the Netflix show. Watched that, really enjoyed it, was like, I'm gonna read these books. Picked up Blood of Elves, and got not very far before I was like, this is boring as fuck. There's not one monster being hunted, not one witchering Mm. is happening, uh, and I wasn't invested in the book characters enough to continue. Sure enough, I found out that you are not supposed to start with Blood of Elves, so I went back and started with, uh, what am I reading? Uh, Last Wish? Yeah. Oh, do I'm, you have the audiobook of that? Yeah. I'm going to download that also. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working my way through The Last Wish right now, and he's actually hunting monsters, and I'm like, oh, this is dope. uh so i'm reading that currently uh our housemate kim who's been on the show a few times housemate kim uh is a huge fan of the video games and i have like annoyed them while they've been playing so i've like picked up shit from that but uh i have not played them myself and uh yeah that's about what I know of uh Witcher stuff. So Also Kim is Polish and occasionally tells us
2: Polish things that we don't know that are important to the to the story apparently. See that's what
0: we need. That's, yeah, that's yeah, like, we more of that anything. Polish insight. <laughs> I mean we are we are watching a uh a show that will the the a version of the show that will be on Twitter, Facebook and in the description below because we want people to watch this with us. Um that is translated and there's subtitles. And mm. like the, the. It's a the,
2: fan translation. It's yeah, a fan translation. translator's name is
1: Aragorn. And I cannot, <laughs> yes. I cannot believe that that is their Christian name. That <laughs> the, is the, the name they were given. The
0: first subtitles that pop up are thanks to Aragorn. And I was like, wait, what? Like, did somebody work <laughs> on this show? And it's like, no, that's just this person is Aragorn. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, They don't do a fantastic job, just like from a logistics standpoint, there's often way too much text on the screen. Um, and then so, none. And then yeah, none. the people keep talking, and then there's no <laughs> subtitles, and then you're like, "Oh shit, that subtitle was from eight whole seconds ago." Right. There, there's there's bits of the first or the second episode where I have in my notes like, "Is this show subbed and dubbed? Like, what is going on here?" <laughs> um, uh, I, I I am I I have no reason to question the Polish translation other than this person uh, is is a little asleep at the wheel at other aspects of their uh, of their work, too. So maybe well, they're an think excellent it's... translator and not an excellent editor, but that's, you know...
1: My guess is that this is not a, a formal translator. Sure. Um, if only because the books don't feel this way. Like... Yeah. Reading the book, you you don't get the sense that this is going through, you know, like Google Translate. We're watching the show. I feel like this is maybe a Polish person who English is their second language or perhaps an English speaker and Polish is their second language and they're doing their best. Sure. That is the sense I get. I want to just drop in and say that I have an
2: extremely high tolerance for bad subs because I watched a lot of anime in high school, and there were a lot of anime that you could only get on DVD from eBay that had been subtitled in English by a Chinese person. So, um, I I have like a lot of patience and uh, a, a a very high degree of willingness to be like malleable about the subtitles. So. That didn't bother me very much. We, sure. we should probably... We should probably do our... Yeah, like, what's this it, show Because about, this, is, this is sort of part... Like, this is sort of part
1: of it. Yeah. So Um. Anyway, you should be watching along. Yeah, yeah. Watch, yeah, along. watch along. This is worth watching along.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's It sure is interesting. So, we watched the first three episodes. Yes. Uh, the first three episodes are entitled... Extremely clinically... Episode 1, Childhood. Episode 2 training episode three human first meeting (laughs) so (laughs) this follows in a a pretty linear fashion uh our our protagonists uh Geralt of Rivia who we alternately refer to as um Jerry Rivers uh (laughs) Mr. Gerald Witcher I definitely
0: uh, I know it's like very much like well-tread territory but in my notes before he like gets his talisman i only refer to him as gerald he's only (laughs) gerald you are not you have not become gerald yet Uh, you've not earned that
2: in my defense i didn't even realize this when i started jokingly calling him gerald but in the books it's it's kind of a running joke that people call him gerald all the time People get his name wrong. Anyway,
0: it's good bit. That's not a man of that. It's bit. carried over to this world. It's good bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, Geralt gets taken from his home as a young child by this old man witcher whose name we don't know, and uh, his dad uh, promised him to this witcher because the witcher had saved uh, Geralt's dad's life in some kind of a situation. And this is a, this is a thing that recurs in the Witcher where, uh, there's a, a system by which if someone saves your life, you owe them something. And a common thing to choose is, uh, like whatever windfall you get, After like the first windfall you get after
1: your life is saved, you have to give it to the person who saved your life? It's it's from the Bible. They took it just straight out of the Bible. It's uh, Jephthah's daughter, where Jephthah is going into a big battle, and he's worried he's going to lose, so he makes a vow to Yahweh that if the goodies win, uh, he'll build an altar and sacrifice the first thing he sees when he gets home and sure enough the first thing that he sees is his daughter and uh yeah he he murders the shit out of his daughter for god and god is also like not thrilled about that but uh yeah anyway this is, yeah this is a
2: common <laughs> thing this is a thing that recurs in like the witcher universe and in the Book And in the game and the English show, they translate this as the law of surprise, which I think sounds very silly (laughs) in in the fan subs. They translate it as like the law of fate or the law of destiny, which I think sounds a little bit cooler. But anyway,
0: so um, which I will give that to the to to like the dubber, the, the fan dub creator, like I'm I'm hoping that like even if we're not getting like a one for one Polish translation, we are getting, you know, the same the same way that we are getting this show the Witcher and not like the Hexer or Magiker kind of thing. Like they are changing it in a way that is like, this is cooler and this is more in with the tone of what you're watching.
2: Yeah. Um it's going through a uh a, a, a filter, you yes. know, a, a, a coolness filter. A coolness okay. filter. <laughs>
0: A pair of aviator um, sunglasses, if you will. It,
2: I guess a, a tonal filter is what we should, like, it, whoever's sure. translating it is aware of, like, the sort of context it's supposed to be in. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, Geralt was promised to a witcher uh, as per the law of surprise or mm-hmm. the law of fate or the law of destiny, however it's translated. And uh, so he gets taken by this witcher and brought back to Kaer Morhen, which is Witcher HQ, and uh they give him a lot of drugs and they mutate him into a witcher this is the process of becoming a witcher and like specifically for uh geralt's like his his mutation process like goes a little bit weird and they're like hmm it's weird he's still kind of like hmm, seems to have feelings but he he's pretty tough now so that's fine um. Yeah, so they they do the witcher mutation thing, and uh, they, like, leave him out in the woods to, like, test him, basically. And while he's out in the woods, he sees a group of renegade witchers, uh like, kill a group of travelers and kidnap a bunch of little boys to turn them into witchers. And there's a little girl that they think that they killed and didn't kill, and he... Saves her life and brings her back and exposes these renegade witchers, and they get thrown out of the witcher club, and, uh, like, all is well. Uh, episode two, training, uh, Geralt is an adult now, he's a grown-ass man, I think he's supposed to be, like, 17 or 18, but the act- they- they couldn't afford a third actor in between, like, little tiny baby child, uh, Geralt, and- 32-year-old Geralt. So, uh, this grown-ass man is playing Geralt as he's, like, graduating from Witcher school, basically, and there's a lot of, uh, like, political conflict amongst the, amongst the Witchers because they think that, uh, he, he fights dirty, and he's unconventional, and they just don't like the cut of his jib, so they put him through a lot of, like, unnecessary grief, uh, where they, like... Uh, accuse him of, like, hurting a, a teacher. Well, he he did hurt a teacher in, like, a, an exercise, but they were like, oh, you were doing the exercise wrong, and that's why the teacher got hurt. And then they, like, s- they try to get somebody to kill him, and then he kills the guy who tries to kill him. Like, four times. Yeah. They have, like,
1: four murder attempts on this poor boy.
2: Yeah, and, like, he, he defies all of these attempts to, like, shut him down, basically and the, uh, like, kindly old human priest who's, uh, in charge of, like, the Council of Witchers is like, no, you gotta let him graduate witcher school, he's, he's good, he's gonna be a good witcher, and they're like, alright, fine. So they, they put him through all the shit, and then ultimately they let him graduate witcher school anyway. Uh, episode three, he finally gets to go out into the world, and, uh, the, the main plot is that he saves this dryad girl from, uh, like, some baddies. I, I'm still not quite sure of their, like, political affiliation of, or what they were doing. Uh, but they're, like, lurking around. He saves her from some baddies. And there's, like, another plot where he saves another girl from some baddies. He saves two separate girls from some baddies. And he fights a uh, sort of a CGI uh, worm-looking thing. uh, I
1: forgot about the worm.
2: Yeah. So he he goes on a a sort of jumpy series of adventures where he saves two girls, he fights a worm, he brings the Dryad girl back to her Dryad clan, and they're like, thanks for that, Uh, she wants to bang you, and he's like, no can do, I'm a witcher and I don't have feelings, and then he's sad because he really does have feelings, but he doesn't want to break her heart, and so then he leaves.
1: So, uh, it is also worth noting that episode three of this is half based on the lesser evil and half based on the voice of reason, which are two of the short stories. And episode one of Netflix Witcher is based on the lesser evil. So, if you've watched Netflix Witcher and then you watch episode three of this, you'll pick up on some vague <laughs> elements of similarities. Also,
2: the opening scene of this show is almost identical to the opening scene of the Netflix- I would go so far show. as to say it is identical. It yeah, is the I mean, same lower, exact scene. Lower budget, obviously, yeah. but he's like, you know, in this swamp, and it's at night, and no he's fighting deer, this thing, though. and the thing drags him under the water. You know, it's like the introductory scene where we where we meet, uh, like, Geralt for the first time, and- I'm so used to calling him Gerald that I have to hesitate every time I say his real actual name and remind myself how to pronounce it. Um, but yeah, so that was very interesting that they clearly like the people making the Netflix show were clearly aware of this show. Like they clearly watched it and they were like, Hmm, let's do a little let's nod Let's have to him that. fight a manticore. Have, uh,
1: Same or exact whatever, way. Right? Yeah.
2: So that, that was, that was fun. Uh, Hey Ronnie! Hey yeah. Uh, how
0: how how are you feeling about this show? I think it's working. We uh we we were prepped heavily before we watched this show. That uh, it's lower budget. Just don't you know don't pay attention to that. And like I I can see that it is, but like it's not like. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's a weight around the show's neck as much as everyone has like prepared us for.
2: I actually, well, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do it the proper way, and Andy. I, I, I always go last. Okay, fine. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> I, I wasn't just gonna jump in with my opinion. I was gonna wait till I was asked. So I asked Ronnie first, and then I'm gonna ask. Hey, Andy. Evan. Yeah,
1: Ronnie. Ooh, these three episodes of The Witcher—they are they working for you? Oh, wait, no, I always go first, right? Woof. Nothing I matters. Nothing matters. <laughs> because Ronnie asks me, then he asks you, and then you and I together ask Ronnie.
0: Listen, we're this is episode 101.
1: We're opening a new book here. Anyway, Evan's up now. I get to go last. I love it.
2: Um, I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's working. I mm. think it is an imperfect show, but I will say uh it is definitely not as bad as i thought it was going to be right and i am uh i'm enjoying this much more than i was enjoying young hercules well i mean and i'm <laughs> i'm so i'm pleased to say that it's work i'm pleased to hear you say that it's working for you ronnie because i thought i was just biased by already knowing stuff about the witcher and i was just like filling in the gaps with good witcher stuff
0: right and so. and, then, and and that can be said about me too. Like this is my introduction to the world of The Witcher. So like all of this is like, ooh, I don't, I don't know anything about this. So this is all cool. This is probably the perfect place for me to start my Witcher journey.
2: <laughs> hey hey Andy, Andy, that's me. We're gonna both ask you. This is we, the new pattern I, that we've developed. I, I'm the Ronnie
1: now.
0: Yeah. Hey, Andy, there's <laughs> three episodes. Are are are? Are, are, we, are we doing it together or Evan or are we? Are we
1: Yeah. Hey,
2: hey, Hey, Andy. Andy, uh, Are these three episodes episodes working
1: working for you? you? God. uh, So here's the deal. There are parts of this that are truly good. I do think those parts are kind of buried by a lot of stuff that's really bad. Yeah. But the stuff that's really bad is kind of bizarre enough or like silly enough that it's it's fun. Uh and then like I'm also pleasantly surprised at the good stuff because the I really wasn't expecting any good stuff. And there's good stuff here. So, I'm going to say, yes, it's working, even though it's really, like, honestly not a very good show. (laughs) But it's fun. Yeah, low expectations will do wonders
2: for how much you enjoy something. (laughs) It
1: it doesn't really feel like a show that was made in 2002. It more feels like a show that was made in the 80s, or Mm -hmm. maybe is, like, a higher quality fan film.
2: Mm-hmm, hmm
1: Like, uh, I'm thinking of, like, the Casey Jones fan film, which is, like, chef's kiss, phenomenal, really great job, beautiful 45-minute fan film, blending all elements of Ninja Turtles lore into this origin story of Casey Jones. It's great. Maybe not good on, like, TV, but it's a great fan film. This kind of feels like that. Hmm. Yeah, I see that. So yeah, it's working for me. I'm enjoying it. It's not mm-hmm. good, but like, <laughs> fuck yeah! Like I could watch this all day.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's take ourselves a quick break and uh, hear from some of our uh, friends on the Lunar Light Studio family of products, and then we'll get back into talking about good old Gerald Riverdale from The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And here's the one at Mushroom. Oh, brilliant. That will pair perfectly with the Phoenix Downs. Ooh, don't, don't forget the Gamer Tears. Ah, yes, yes, of course. Brilliant, yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, come in and sit down. Hello, weary traveler. You've come quite far. So let us tell you who we are. We are your best friends, yes, all three. There's Ray, and Joe, and Terrence, that's me. We love video games and welcome you to our discussion of why we do. Minecraft, Halo, and Pokemon. Triple A, Indie, and Wizard101. And while Overwatch is still close to our heart, it's time for new games to play a larger part
0: so enjoy the gab of we friends 3 as we unravel
1: game sorcery gaming new horizons can be found on lunarlightstudio.com every other friday mm, and don't forget to add the mountain dew code red i drank it all you didn't save any for our guest i'm <laughs> so what sorry is
2: back we're
0: back so let's talk about the good things let's talk about what is working for us about uh the witcher 2002 and i'll I'll start right off we have had a slew of terrible terrible child actors uh (laughs) baby baby gerald baby gerald's good yeah It's yeah. Yeah, not bad Your child good.
2: actor Was perfectly alright Yeah
0: Yeah I, 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 I of course Could not understand A word that he was saying But I think that well, leads that's, that's even more To the point Of just like I his, believed him though Yeah his body language His like whole vibe Was just like I bought into it
1: When his uh, His dad is just Doing a fucked up job Of handling this Law of surprise business And little Seven year old Jerry Is like no, it's fine. I'll go with him. And he, like, has his bow and his knife and is like, You shame me, father. I'm going with this witcherman now. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say that, but his face says yeah, yeah, his face is like, I'm disgusted with <laughs> you, daddy. This is my new dad now. <laughs> We're gonna go up monsters together. Uh, Like... It was it was cold. It was badass. I was like, I'm here for this kid. The kid did stay around way longer than I needed him to. Yeah, but a uh, good actor. I
2: I have not read uh, all of the Witcher books, obviously, as I mentioned, and I was wondering if any of this like childhood, young adulthood stuff exists. Apparently, it does not. No, the, this is some Book of Mormon shit that they just
1: tacked onto the yeah, show. Yeah, on
2: the the Hexer, which is how they translate the TV series to distinguish it from the Netflix show, they they translate it as the Hexer. Um, the the it has breakdowns of the episodes, and it it has a little like column on the side that says the source stories that the episode is based on and the first two episodes childhood and training just say none <laughs> childhood none training none these aren't a thing this is just made up out of whole cloth by the show
0: yeah i mean and, the 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 trial of the mountains which is kind of like the the meat of that first episode it ooh. is very formulaic like it is like the The beginning scene of three hundred, like it, it is, it is yeah. any scene where it's like we're gonna let this child figure it out in the woods, and like they talk about in this, where like, oh, the trial of the mountain was designed so that no human may ever complete it, and it's like it he definitely, <laughs> it definitely seems hard for a child, but no human, no man, <laughs> no one alive. Like what? It's just, it's just so, yeah.
1: I was like, I, I've seen Bear grills like, eat camel testicles, like, to survive. Like, you, you mean to tell me no one can survive in this Poland countryside where there is a road not, like, 50 feet away? Yeah, a road that is apparently very body.
0: close to where they, like, make camp, like, to their HQ. Yeah.
1: Uh... I liked all the animals. Like, the, the wolves were, like, very well-trained and mm-hmm. did a good job, and I love that they're not CGIing real-life animals that we just have available. Well, I mean, they couldn't. And also, it was a dog but that just... They no, said was it, was, it
2: was a wolf. <laughs> it was a regular-ass dog, and they said it was a wolf. But that doesn't matter. It was fine. It was well-trained. It was great. The, the dog did a perfectly good job. And also, uh, I do think... Now, granted, I would argue that... The first two episodes went on longer than we needed them to. Those yeah. two episodes easily could have been consolidated into one episode, but um, I do think they did a pretty good job of, like, repeatedly establishing that uh, like Geralt is a good dude. Like the example you gave about like kids in the woods with three hundred, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm remembering three hundred correctly. Uh, Leonidas, little baby Leonidas is attacked by some kind of animal and kills it and returns victorious, a warrior, uh, in this little baby, uh, Geralt, uh, sees a wolf snarling at him and it has a hurt paw and he gives it some of his magical witcher herbs that he, that were meant for him to save his life if he ever got injured. And, uh, like he, he heals the wolf and then he helps it raise its babies
0: and like, this is just very good. It's very good content. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that definitely feels like it, It you know, every conversation we have later is about him being a good dude. And I, I am sure that the Witcher council would expect him to bring home like the pelt of a wolf kind of thing that he he vanquished. But like, that's not as that not my boy Gerald's about. My boy Gerald is about, you know, being out there and, and taking care of the of the woodland creatures. Uh, I also liked the intro
2: scene that we were talking about that was identical to the Netflix Witcher show intro scene. Uh, it is, again, very clear that they had a limited budget, but they actually did a pretty decent job of showing only exactly enough of the monster that we couldn't quite tell that it was bad, you know? Like, it it had some fast cuts, granted, but, um, like i keeping that suspense up. It didn't feel funny. You know, it would have been very easy for that scene to be, like, comical. Because all they had was, like, some rubber hoses as this creature's, like, tentacles. And then they actually used some, like, stock photo or stock video of, like, an alligator underwater for its mouth. And just, like, darkened it to, like, kind of match. But I didn't even mind that i feel like i feel like they did a good job with the resources they had
1: i was expecting with this show bbc narnia that is what i was expecting going into this and it is significantly better than that
0: Mm -hmm. also go ahead ronnie i think what it shows is that it's you know there is not a good camera on this show but there's somebody who knows how to use a camera You know what I mean? Like the 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 editing, the I would prefer a little bit more like of clever angles than shaky cam to hide some of that stuff. But like the the way that they are handling these practical effects and even kind of the way that they're handling some of the CGI effects is is like very traditional and very like well done.
1: He only uses magic once, but I thought that looks great. Like for the time, his force push was uh, looked good. And, like, off, off of that, the fighting in general is either good or so bad it's hilarious. And <laughs> yeah. both of those are good. So, <laughs> the yeah, like, the combat is either, like, really solid blocking, like, great swordsmanship, uh, high stakes, or it's, like what the fuck is, <laughs> is this a fight? I think and it's, it's
2: great. I think it's clear that they had a very small handful of people who knew what they were doing and then a lot of extras who absolutely did not. So they used their couple of guys who knew what they were doing as much as possible. They really had those couple of, like, sword fight stunt guys, like, in every scene, like, you know, in, like armor and shit so you couldn't tell it was the same here's a beard here's a helmet here's a hood but like they did have some dudes who knew how to. the fighting is better than in young hercules Uh, that's not saying much but it's it is like there's sword fights that are like i can take seriously in this uh so this is not bad
0: i i have like a lot of questions I have a lot of like Witcher questions but like we can get to that maybe save that as a little chestnut for later um, I, I, I do and you had talked about how there's there you, you had some issues with the Witcher books that it was like no hack and slashing and some monsters I kind of appreciated like I know we talked you talked about how those first two episodes went on a little long I kind of appreciated how like it wasn't just like thrown in and like monster of the week style. Like I appreciated how there was like we got to know this character a little bit and, and granted, we got to know them very well. Um, probably know <laughs> little, th-
2: little too well, maybe. Maybe
0: more maybe I think we know this character more than this character knows themselves or anything about anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which we will certainly get to, um, but I appreciated how it wasn't like just thrown into like, all right, and now there's a Hydra and you need to go kill it, and here's the three people you need to talk to in order to do. Like, I, I don't know. I, it felt like it broke from formula, and maybe, maybe I'm coming to that from a very like American formula for these kind of a shows. Maybe it's different uh, over in in Eastern Europe, but so
1: I'll say this, I think it was a mistake on the part of the pacing to have all of the young Jerry stuff in the first episode. To That's me, fair. it felt like if when watching The Mandalorian, there's the opening bar scene where he like cuts that dude in half at the door, and then for the next three episodes, because these, these episodes are really long, the next three episodes of The Mandalorian, it's young baby Pedro Pascal and you don't see him in the armor again till the fourth episode. Yeah. Like that is basically the pacing here is that for a 50 minute episode one, it's seven year old Jerry. And then for a 48 minute episode two, it is 16 year old Jerry. And you don't actually get to hang out with the Witcher until the third episode so for me like pacing wise I was like I don't care about this kid or this teenager like like I out of my head know that it's it's the Witcher it's Geralt of Rivia and he's gonna go do some badass stuff soon but it it was a lot to throw in the audience when they like presumably do not know who this man is now I I understand that there is a fair amount
0: of flashback or unchronological stuff in Witcher Netflix. Is
1: that correct? Yeah. Oh, it's it's time jumping all over the place. But I, I think
2: that is the major flaw of the Netflix show is that it is very hard to parse the timeline because like sure. Geralt doesn't age. Right, right. So it's it's almost impossible to find like an easy visual indicator of what year it is
1: in any given scene. I don't even think they necessarily wanted you to know that it's taking place in two timelines, though. I think, like, that's supposed to be a twist at the... No, it's supposed (laughs) to be, like, a twist at the end of, like, oh, this is the thing, like...
0: Yeah, that's
2: tough I, I, to do. Even if it yeah. was
1: intentional, I still think
2: it's still confusing. Yeah, no, bad
1: storytelling choice. I do think they could have done stuff to make it like to make it easier to follow.
0: Right,
1: um, yeah. but we're not they talking about that show. They could have, yeah, they could have hinted at it more. Yeah, um, but none of it goes back like
0: this far. None of it goes back to like sixteen-year-old no. Geralt or no. baby Geralt. Mm. Nope.
1: No, by the time you meet him in Netflix, he is a full-fledged Witcher. Uh, He's a grown-ass man. Yeah, He's, which is, I mean, yeah, I,
0: I, I, I see the value in that. I like, I like yeah. what we had here, but I definitely see the value in jumping ahead a little I bit. I preferred,
1: like, I
2: preferred the child episode to the the teenager episode. I think the child episode had some value in it. I don't think there was a whole lot. Yeah, well, the and I say teenager loosely here because again the man is like in his early thirties. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> amongst teenagers, definitely yeah. like amongst teenagers. Um, yeah. Well, let's I, let's if there's nothing more to say that's like super duper positive. Um, Perhaps we can jump into uh, what didn't work and and you know Hopefully. focus focus on episode two. Yeah, there certainly bit. was
1: some stuff. Can we here. have can we have bizarre before we do bad? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we can do bizarre because
1: because like there's just tits. There's a lot uh, of boobs. There's just full on. There's there naked is. like I, I would say more. Uh, graphic nudity here than on the Netflix version. Oh, yeah. Which I was... Certainly n- in terms of screen time, yes. Yeah, which I was not expecting at all, and I don't necessarily want to say it's a negative, but it, like... Like, my, my jaw dropped, like... Cause just because, like, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting it.
2: We're... Uh, we've sort of become accustomed <laughs> to nudity in prestige shows, like, you know... Like Game of Thrones. Sure. Or like the Netflix original series. You know, like, oh, they can do that. They can do nudity because they're not on, like they're not serialized on television and they don't have to follow broadcasting standards. So we've kind of become accustomed to that in the last couple of years, but this show was like broadcast on TV in the year of our Lord, 2002. And there is full frontal nudity of a woman. Of course they don't show. I thought for
1: sure we were going to see Gerald's dick. I I 100% expected it because I, I had never seen like full frontal, like, Woman nudity like that on a TV show, and I was like, they're gonna show us dick. Who knows what the rules are in Poland? <laughs> uh, we we did not get Geralt's uh penis, which is no. a shame. No. But um Yeah, and then there was a
2: protracted, a very unnecessarily long lingering close-up of yeah. this woman's breasts. Yeah. For a really like a full minute of boob touch close-up
1: it then cuts finally away and it then shows them (laughs) on their knees facing each other not saying anything just staring and they're both (laughs) full-ass naked in this meadow yeah and like it's just them staring for a good 25 seconds and then just a bunch of open-mouth kissing
0: right i mean i mean that is that is heterosex <laughs> Y'all aren't aware of that? Is that. No, that's that's how you have works. to do just, it
2: in the meadow. That's the yeah, only the way meadow, that it can
0: facing yeah. each other on your knees, just kind of like just glaring into the middle distance.
2: Yeah. So let's kind of address this whole like like Geralt doesn't know what women are. Okay.
1: Thing. So so this is definitely a negative. Yeah. This, yeah. We're leaving the silly segment to just go into negatives, but Jerry doesn't know what a woman is at like eighteen.
2: Yeah, so there's some, like, there's some, uh, like, I guess, lore to unpack here, and I don't know that I'm the best person to do it, but, like... You're the person
0: we have, so... Yeah, so Kim and I were
2: talking about this because it's kind of ambiguous as far as we can tell in the video games and in the portion of the books that I've read thus far as to whether the, like, Witcher mutations do, in fact, actually like make witchers incapable of feeling emotions or at least feeling emotions with the same intensity that humans do um like they certainly like they go through some weird shit to like so that they can't feel pain as intense like all of the witcher like mutations they go through are with the intention of making them better at fighting monsters and they go through a lot of training as well so like witchers are definitely very good at like coping with trauma and they, like, sterilize them so that they can't have, like... So they can't have children so they can't have, like, emotional connections to, like, children so that they don't, like, give up their witcher lifestyle or whatever to raise children. And, like, it seems to be a commonly understood thing amongst humans that witchers don't have emotions. But Kim and I are both under the impression that this is just a, a sort of, like, rumor about witchers that's spread by humans, and I don't know that there's any evidence that witchers genuinely actually can't feel feelings because, like, like Geralt feels feelings. Like, we know for sure he does because we see things from his perspective and we hear him talk about things in the show and in the
1: the And in the games and in the books, yeah.
2: And he also talks to other witchers in such a way that sort of leads you to believe that the other witchers also feel things in the same way that our protagonist does. So, the show seems to be taking it at face value that other witchers don't have feelings at all and that Geralt is some kind of like a weird anomaly because he can feel feelings and he like has sexuality which is another weird thing because other witchers definitely fuck like in the books and in the video games I believe. So, like... The they they're kind of making a big deal in the show about like Geralt feeling feelings and like having sexuality in a way that like other Witchers don't apparently. But I don't think that that's like a thing. I think they like took a spin on that from like the source media or like potentially misunderstood it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the one who's wrong here, but. They're really leaning into this. They're really leaning into the idea that, like, Geralt is weird because he is attracted to women and because he feels feelings. And so, like, there's all of these scenes where, like, he was... Like, all his memories were erased when he went through the trial, so he, like, forgot what women were and then was raised in Kaer with only other witchers and, like, not interacting with women at all. And so like there's this whole thing where he like discovers what women are. And he's
1: uh, like a 30-year-old but he's playing someone who's like 17. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he literally looks at the camera like Jim in the office and goes, "What's a woman?"
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a little it's a little much. It's a little There's also a weird thing where the show disagrees with itself. Because in episode one, they make it pretty clear that like women cannot be witchers because the renegade witchers who go off to kidnap all those little boys, they kill the parents and they also kill the little girls because girls can't be witchers and they just like kidnap the boys. And this is a whole thing because like Geralt finds a, an injured little girl and like saves her and like she's the one who like uncovers this whole this like, conspiracy. This thing that yeah. happened, yeah. But then in episode two, once they flash forward to him being, quote unquote, like a teenager, they have these, like, visiting, like, and maybe this is a, sub- a subtitle issue, issue. I don't know, but, like, they're, like, visiting witchers from another order of witchers, and they're all women, and this is how, like, Geralt discovers what a woman is, and this is why we get these protracted naked scenes and all that stuff. But, like, if girls can be witchers, why didn't y'all just, like, also grab up, like, snatch up the little girls and just send them to the other, like, neighboring group of witchers? Because the whole plot point is that there's, like, a shortage of witchers. Like, witchers are dying all the time, and they're not getting as many, like, volunteers to be well, witchers. They're
1: also so. doing, like, Looney Tune murder attempts on their most promising student, so yeah. no wonder they're <laughs> fucking got a shortage of witchers. Like, Jesus.
2: Yeah, but this whole thing, like, about, like, discovering what women are and, like, Geralt is, like, super weird because he, he fucks is a whole thing that the show gets very into and it, I don't think should be there.
0: It's just wild to me in this very high fantasy show where, like, there's got to be a lot of exposition just by the nature of things. We are spending extra time explaining to Geralt, and by extension, the audience, what a woman is. Like that's, That is another thing we need to work into, like, well, let's really craft this world for you. <laughs> uh,
1: I went to Liberty University. Which Are you is, going to tell uh, us how you
0: didn't learn what a woman was until... Which, out, is, uh, which is like the largest,
1: largest evangelical Christian school in the world. They they will tell you that until they're blue in the face. They're very proud. Uh, my... Sophomore year there was an incoming freshman on my dorm who I will call Mike who was a good old boy from South Tennessee homeschooled his whole life never had the internet uh his <laughs> I invited uh Mike to a movie night at, in my room and was like yeah we're watching Return of the Jedi and he was like oh the whole thing I was like Yeah, we're not going to stop halfway through. He's like, oh, but the beginning bit? And I was like, yeah, we're not going to start halfway through. Turns out... Who was a massive Star Wars fan was never allowed to see the beginning you, part you of Return his real of the Jedi. Name there. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, will,
0: I will go ahead and bleep that out. I will go ahead and bleep
1: that out. Uh, turns out, Mike, Mike. <laughs> Mike, who was a huge Star Wars fan, uh, was never allowed to see the first part of Return of the Jedi because Leia was clothed indecently, and so he never knew how Han got out of carbonite. He mm. just always picked up in Return of the Jedi post-rescue, uh, so it blew his fucking mind. Anyway, and then all this he was having say, visions
0: of Grandor
1: if you know what I mean. Asked us uh, one Mike. day, "Fuck me!" <laughs> 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 Mike, Mike asked us. I'm bad at this. Mike asked us one day what a vagina was. Just casual conversation. What's a vagina? everyone looked at him and was like, what? He's like, yeah, I heard that word in class the other day and uh, everyone seemed to know what it was and I didn't want to raise my hand and ask, but like, y'all, what is that? Uh, I mean,
0: mean, I'll pause for a second. Honestly, very progressive of of Liberty University to use the word vagina in any context in the classroom. It it might not
1: have been a professor. That's very Um, fair. But, uh, yeah, everyone lied to him and told him it was a wild (laughs) dog commonly found (laughs) in Australia and he, uh, without missing a beat, said, oh, it's probably a good game. In which case, everyone said, yeah. <laughs> uh, until uh, I was not at this initial conversation. Uh, I was a prayer leader, though, and it was a member of my prayer group who had like told this lie and, and played a, a, a trick on young Mike. So me, Mike, and uh, the... You know, admittedly hilarious asshole sat down and gave Mike the sex talk because uh, he was an 18 year old. And like, I was going to be damned if uh, I let this poor boy not know what sex was any longer. Uh, all this to say, young Jerry Witcher here being like, what's a woman? Uh it's possible in modern day for someone to be raised to adulthood sure. and not know what the fuck
0: is going on. So what you're saying is Jerry Wisher was was homeschooled his whole life and never had the internet.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah and, basically. And uh, went to Liberty University. Sure. Interesting. Pour one, out, pour one out for Mike.
0: Yeah.
2: There are a lot of, I, I do want to drop one more little positive in here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad stuff with this lady witcher character who kind of only... It's also like that girl he rescued from earlier. She grows up to become a witcher, but like a girl witcher, which is... It's cool that they have girl witchers. It's just inconsistent internally with the show. You know, I I prefer there to be, like, girl witchers, but they had that whole thing. Anyway, um, like, he catches her bathing, basically. He catches her naked, and she's like... Okay, now you get naked like I want to get to see some titty. She doesn't say the word titty, but she's like, all right, well, you got to see me naked. Now I get to see you naked like and he's like, "Okay," and he just like takes off his shirt and she's like, "Mm, nice, nice, nice. And then like, that's the end of the scene. Basically, (laughs) I just I kind of liked that.
0: Yeah, I mean, but just his shirt to that point.
2: Like, well, it's, sure. It's just it's, it's really pro
0: dick in ever, I guess. Yes. Even in highly uh pro nudity Poland 2002? I guess, I don't know. It was it was just like weird for like the pan out of like knowing that she'd been fully naked to like just see him like shirtless with full on slacks. Just like, well, this is as far as I go.
1: Jerry's a never nude. <laughs> <laughs> um um. More bizarre stuff. Uh, this is back to the silly category, away from the, the bad category. There is a interesting kind of Ronin feel going on, where we spent probably a good hour trying to figure out if these swords were, like... Straight up katanas or if they were a traditional some sort of traditional Polish sword Um, to me, they are katanas. They do not look like sabers or like kind of more traditional Polish like ancient weapons. In the second episode, like, they full on just wear, like, samurai helmets with the face and the mask and the hair. Right. And shit, so, like,
0: it's... I was was in the same camp of view of, like, that looks very in the Japanese style, but, like, maybe this is just something from Poland. But then there's, like, close-up on, like, the face mask where it's that very, like, you know, high cheekbone kind of thing. And I was like, ah, yes, no, this is a samurai outfit.
1: And, like... (laughs) They have Geralt doing, like, very traditional, uh, like... He does some anime poses. Yeah, he, he's doing some full-on, like, samurai anime pose shit. And, like, don't get me wrong, I love me, like, a good samurai movie. And, uh, you know, if George Lucas can get away with it, anyone can get away with it. But it... It, it feels just bizarre. It, it, it doesn't quite fit the rest of the aesthetic going on. And like, I guess there is a point to make of like, Geralt is this, uh, you know, traditional uh, warrior with a coat of honor, but he's like traveling and he's a masterless samurai. Like, like that is a trope. And I guess they're like, well, if we're going to borrow that trope, we might as well like borrow a bunch of other stuff. But for a show without a single non-white person, yeah. uh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it 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 does feel like they were maybe like touching things and using things that they didn't really have a respect or understanding for. Um I don't know, the whole thing's just kind of bizarre. It it just feels really weird. What's the difference between like all the white
0: haired, scarred up witchers and just the regular old brunette boys who were like fighting in there too?
2: Uh, so they all now this was a budget issue, I'm sure, but like all witchers have like some kind of like external indicator of their mutation. Okay, like it this is like the the like. Witcher mutation process is, like, a, a very big theme throughout, and, like, uh Geralt specifically has white hair, and he has, like, yellow slitted eyes. He has those in, like, a few scenes. I don't know why they didn't use contacts all the time, but, like, there's one scene when he's, like, a child, and he's, like, just finished with the, like... Like, the all the torture shit they do to him is part of the process. And they, like, open one of his eyes, and he's got, like, yellow-slitted contacts in. And then there's, like, one or two other scenes with him in a, as an adult where he's, like, fighting, and he gets, like, the yellow-slitted eyes. He's supposed to just have those all the time, I believe. And then, like, other Witchers just have different things about them that are weird, you Gotcha. Know?
0: Yeah, I just I budgetary definitely like that part hit hard because I was just like, is this just like, are these just like sacrificial children for <laughs> the Witchers? Because the Witchers all have the white hair with the scars. Um, mm. Interesting. Okay, that yeah. That they, no, they don't all have bit. they don't all have white hair. Um, I liked that. So I put in my notes here that they're talking at one point about how elves attacked them. And then the guy's like, no, no, no. Those are just like the like the hungry, like mad elves from this part. Like they don't represent the whole elves, like leave the elves alone. And I was like, you know, with this whole discussion that's going on with Dungeons and Dragons and how like racial traits like are ingrained. I was like, I I, I appreciate seeing like feral elves like that indicates that maybe if there are orcs in this world, that there are like super like intelligent orcs like and, and not like brawny orcs. But it looks, it seems like all the elves are just, like, subjugated. Like, the whole time. Yeah, elves get treated like shit in the Witcher universe. It it totally, I I was, like, all ready for that to be a win in the column. And it's just like, oh, no, they're just, like, basically Romani. like In this universe,
2: and also in the Dragon Age universe, like, elves are kind of used as an allegory for, like, subjugated peoples in the Dragon Age universe. They're, like, loosely, very loosely... Meant to be, like, an allegory for, like, Jewish people. So I think you could, like, certainly make a case that, uh, like, the elves, at least in this iteration of The Witcher, are sort of, like, meant to be loosely allegorical of, like, Romani people. Sure. That that seems like an apt comparison based on what I know of the elves in this universe.
0: It was just, you know, I don't want to dwell on it too much. It was just kind of, like, a bummer when I was, like, ready for that to be, like, a, like, you know just a facet of this world that was like unconventional and and flew in the face of like some of that Tolkien bullshit um <laughs> and it just it was it was flew in the face of of something i guess and got all over my face and i was upset
1: <laughs> i do find it interesting that their lack of budget meant that like the elves and dryads just look like regular people uh like the the dryads have like this kind of like war paint that they wear um but it comes off and they're just a regular ass person underneath and the elves mm-hmm. like don't even have like the traditional they just like, use Tolkien-esque ears like yeah they're just they're just regular people and as much as I think that that was not a creative decision I think that that was a costuming necessity it does kind of uh lend itself to this idea of like yeah, people are people, and, like, people are assholes. And sure. We'll, we'll people di- will find the most we'll, arbitrary reasons to subjugate someone. We for- will we will name ourselves something dim- different and discriminate against anyone who doesn't, like, fall into our category. Yeah. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that's the, like, conversation that we're trying to have, but uh, I think it, like, comes through. Uh, right.
2: They almost anyway.
0: they almost arrived at an interesting place by accident. Yeah, almost.
1: <laughs> well, they do like
0: when when um, I forget the the woman's name, the, the dryad woman who is who's traveling with Geralt right at the end of episode three. Like they he goes through the process of like trying to like make her a dress so that she looks human. And like it does. It's just a dress, the dress mm-hmm. and the fact that she is traveling with him, like, you know, adds up to. Oh, yep. She must be just a human and not an elf of any kind. Like, it feels like they are aware of what they're saying, but like, they don't understand like the gravity of it.
2: Yeah, they didn't dig into it. No, they, they could have.
0: Yeah. So easily. Like, so yeah, like it yeah. was right there. And maybe I mean, they will. And maybe we'll get back to it. But
2: And this is a like certainly a theme in the books. Like there's there's non-human races just like there are in like every other high fantasy thing ever and the sort of like political dynamic between like humans and non-humans and like the way that humans treat non-humans and like the extremely arbitrary divisions between humans and non-human that is that is a theme certainly like that's Mm -hmm. that features prominently so um like yeah they're they're trying they're really (laughs) they're trying to do something with that (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's a bit where like a guard is leading a group of elves and he's like, They're filthy elves, they're not even human, and he like spits at them, and I was like, My dude, they look exactly <laughs> like you. <laughs> like you you polish looking motherfuckers, like y'all are identical. Uh so yeah, there's there's something there, even if yeah. it maybe wasn't uh you know, intentional.
0: Because, like you said, it's not like there's any people of color on this show. They yeah. all look like they're from the same town. Like they're all like you know could all be cousins, kind of thing that went to the you know casting call together.
2: They almost certainly were all from the same general area. <laughs> I mean, like I, I I joked in like our group chat that uh, if you had enough Ren Faire friends, you can make this show for free. And like I think they just had like the local Ren Faire people or like the local uh, like. Reenactors or whatever, like the guys doing the horse tricks definitely just ren fair dudes. I,
0: I saw horse tricks and I was like it, it, we are just straight up just going to the ren fair and be like what can you spare for the well, day like there was it, a scene was, in a
2: town that was clearly just like a ren fair like they yeah. had the guys on stilts and they had the fire breathing guys and they're like ah yes this festival yeah this is this is normal they're just ren fair guys
1: This uh this show didn't even have enough like small boys in the local town to fill out the Witcher students uh, I mean I could be wrong, there could have just been some, like, really petite, like, young men, but uh, I'd bet good money that at least, like, four of them were, in fact, just women.
2: (laughs) Yeah, specifically in the scene where they bring back all of those young boys that they kidnapped, like... We were both fairly confident that some of those young boys they kidnapped were, in fact, young girls, like, just dressed in raggedy clothes. Oh, no,
1: women can't be witchers. Yep, we're (laughs) definitely young men. Uh, But, like, there's also a scene where, like, all of the students, like, have their hoods up and are, like, you know, they're facing the camera. You can see their faces, but their hoods are all up. And I was like, man, like... I don't know if those are all boys. Uh, I don't know how like big the local school was that they like cast this at, but yeah. gotta fill out the ranks. Anyway, it feels I'm, even weirder than that they were like made up this weird plot point of like only boys can be witchers, except these right, ones. Like right, yeah, you, like you just have women witchers. It's fine. I mean, again, in the in the. Books
2: and the video games, girls can't be witchers because they all die when they try to mutate them. But um, like it, they could have just done away with that in the show to keep the internal logic of the show consistent. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to episode four. Frankly, oh me too, me too. It's entitled
0: the Dragon. I'm Ooh. psyched to see this very bad dragon yeah no episode three was kind of just like all over the place so i'm ex- mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to just like even though i said like i don't really want it to be like a monster week show I'm, I'm excited to like rest in a in a story for an episode and i'm hoping maybe that happens mm-hmm. yeah um, i find
1: it interesting that they tried to combine those two short stories and i guess there's some narrative carryover and like Geralt helps a human girl who turns out to be Renfri and she's a baddie. Geralt helps this dryad girl and she's a goodie and they fall in love. I mean, they don't, but...
2: <laughs> all the wi- Oh, that's another thing that's extremely consistent with all other Witcher media. All women do want to fuck Geralt. I don't know why, but they all do. Uh, I think... This, this is 100% me, like, extrapolating, there's no evidence for this anywhere, but it really feels like the author has some latent homosexual feelings for his own protagonist, because like, everyone constantly,
0: in everything, just wants to fuck this boy. And he's a handsome lad, you know, which is, I'm sure, written into the book very, like, you know, <laughs> uh, descriptively. How, how handsome and strong and ripped he is um, but uh, a witcher's touch
2: canonically tingles oh that's
1: yeah <laughs> um they do a lot of drugs in this show they lots do. of drugs yeah a lot of drugs that is a thing from the the, yeah. from the source material yeah everyone's just always like doing I I guess like magic coke Elixirs, Magic, I guess they call cocaine, it? yeah.
0: Witcher um, drugs.
1: How's not, thing? Not, a, not a bad thing, just kind of a weird thing. Everyone's always doing drugs. The the whole second episode,
0: like, like the whole thing is like, the Witcher, Geralt has feelings, and Geralt has emotions, and he's getting in trouble because he's, like, acting on them. But it's like, everyone, like, the one dude gets mad at him for killing, for, for hurting his teacher, and
1: he tries to throw him off a cliff, and it's like, well that sure seems like he's got emotions. Oh, oh yeah, and like the 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 one principal who like hates his hates his guts, like jealousy. Like, yeah, I just I just don't underst- like again, same same
0: as you were saying earlier Evan, like it just disagrees with itself. And mm-hmm. like even even the like the first thing that he does where the guys like, "Oh yeah, women are just for one thing and and it's like, well, first of all, how do you know what a woman is, and why is Geralt mad about that? Because he doesn't know what a woman is. But also, it's like, the, like what you're doing is like an emote, like these are feelings. Like what, like why is Geralt? Geralt is probably the most cold and like stoic of the entire group, other than like his his Witcher daddy. Like what? I, I do like
2: that character incidentally. He's very
0: good. He's
1: very the, good.
2: The the old grizzled Witcher who like come picks. We don't know that guy's
0: name, by the way. We're I was shocked being... that we didn't know it, because I miss a lot, because, like, who knows what is subtitled yeah. and what is not. I was shocked when they're like, you never told me your name. It's like, but he's, you've, it's like basically your whole life you've known this guy. Like, what are, <laughs> you, oh, you don't know his name? I I think, like, that
2: guy went to, like, pick up, like, Baby Gerald and then went out into the world doing, like, Witcher quests, sure. and then only recently came back. They
1: didn't really explain that, but that's what I sort of assumed was going on. Can we talk about the one assassination attempt? Which one? The very bad one. The cliff? Yeah, the cliff. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> this, this one dude is, like, a badass Witcher, and he's been tasked with, like, uh, taking... Geralt out and murdering him, but like making it look like a like a, an accident. And he's kind of like, you know, got Geralt coming with him under these like false pretenses that they're doing, like a, a like teaching exercise. He goes to shove Geralt off a cliff. And like trips and falls off the cliff instead. Geralt is like, holy fuck, you tried to like kill me. And uh, I could Mufasa you right now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to pull you up because I'm the better witcher. And the guy is like, dope, 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 dope. Guess Mm -hmm. what, though? And like goes to push Geralt off again, trips again and kills himself.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And it is so bad. Like the whole the whole sequence is like just so silly it's very Looney tunes it's very comically yeah. bad and like this dude who he's like he reminds me of Caiaphas in Jesus Christ Superstar he's always like loudly proclaiming about how he wants to assassinate Jesus of Nazareth in this case Geralt of Rivia and like he's got his like cronies around him who are like yeah boss yeah and he's like what if we tried this uh and he's he's throwing out these like buck wild like murder schemes that keep blowing up and also no one seems to be like dude you're a goddamn teacher at this school why are you trying to why are you trying to murder a student we got no fucking students it's wild
0: the uh, the to talk more about like looney tunes ask just like feet are moving and we're running at you when he fights the gentleman in samurai armor at the end. <laughs> the way that he kills them is because the guy holds a sword over his head and just kind of runs at him, like charging well, the, up.
1: The, the two of them literally do the anime thing where swords yeah. up high, They yeah. run at each other. It shot reverse shots reverse shots, shots. And then, shots, and shots, then shots, one shots. of them falls to their knees and the other one's standing there posing. Right, right.
0: It's it's. Again, the fight scenes, the, the the decisions that are made around like combat and killing and assassination are bad. Are not good. Um,
1: also, Care Morgan is not a castle. It is a it is a quarry, and it is definitely a quarry. They're just filming in the local quarry. They uh, I thought Andy Dwyer was gonna crawl out of his tent. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: Um Yeah, that is a little sad, because you know they got a lot of castles in Poland. You know they got them. They got castles on castles. They got castles out the wazoo. But they definitely filmed the the Kaer
1: scenes in a quarry, like, just in a rock quarry. I was really excited to, when I realized, like, oh, we're gonna, like, spend prolonged time with girl training i was like oh it's gonna be really cool to see care Morin because i've heard it talked about so much like they talk about it a ton in the netflix show they talk about it in all the books like girl constantly references his time there and you never physically spend time there as the reader so i was like oh this is gonna be dope and it's literally just a rock pit and there is a cave that they spend time in but you never see the cave entrance also, incidentally, Ronnie,
2: Cairmoran is supposed to be a castle, yeah. like a whole ass castle. <laughs> I get it. I with get a curtain it. wall and everything. You know, yeah, a castle, a castle.
0: Anyway. Yeah, I wish we saw that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I am, I am looking forward to episode four. I am, I am, you know, jazzed about it. Like I said. It sounds like I'm watching everything in the correct order because I'll play the game and or watch the Netflix show and or read the book. And I'll be like, whoa, this adds so much life to the 2002 Poland (laughs) uh, fan series, basically. Like, I'm so glad that I, you know, got to enjoy that. And now I enjoy this even more. Um, But maybe it gets real good. Maybe it gets real, real good. It's already pretty good as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, the fellow, what's his name from uh, not Polish or not <laughs> Eastern European movies.com? What's the site we're using?
0: Oh, it's just like archives.org. Archi-
2: or yeah, yeah. The, the fellow Murdoch, who rated it three stars, uh, says the first two episodes are pretty boring and lame, and there's nothing from the books. But starting the third episode, the slow. The show turned into a very good adaptation from the books.
1: I'm Murdoch happy. has
2: promised us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Murdoch has Murdoch, promised you us. You got a lot to answer for.
2: <laughs> um. It turned, the show turned into a very good adaptation.
0: Well, I'm from sure the books. I, I am willing to bet that English is not Murdoch's first language, Evan. I'm not here to. Well, he's commenting on the version with English subtitles. Well, some people just like you know. Maybe he's Aragorn. Maybe he's secretly Aragorn. He's just checking on his work. Why did he? Why did he give his own work three stars in that case? Why did he lovingly
2: translate this? That's that's a European thing. You know, they're not as they're not as
0: as uh, fans of themselves as we are here in America. They're not as uh, self confident. Um, so we will also, we will return.
1: Yes, I just want to disagree with Murdoch. Uh, I thought the first episode was the best of the three. Uh, and I thought two and three were weak. Endless, uh, and endless he, credit to baby Gerald. He yeah. really,
0: he really like brought it home. Did great. As he was being brought away from his home, ironically mm-hmm,
1: enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we, we will watch four, five and six next time. Does that sound good? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we will see more of this, of this Gerald, Gerald Riversman. Don't um, tell
1: Ponchopalu to we'll hold on
0: Riviera. We have to. I have to. I would think that you would want to pause, Andy. Uh, is there anything that we want to plug as a group? Uh, I mean, we can talk about Andy.
1: We can talk about Andy here. Let's talk about Andy here. What's uh? What what, what would you like to plug, Andy? I mean, it feels weird if I talk about myself when I do wonderful you, people. You here know, who know the most love me. You can yeah. talk about me. No, share, about the right share the information. Share the information. Uh, Horror Borealis side stories is a new like mini arc of episodes that's happening over with our friends on the one shot network uh, Horror Borealis where it's a kind of radio drama esque a slice of life tale about what the NPC characters of a horror Borealis are doing when the heroes are not around. And it's charming and wonderful and full of incredibly talented people. And uh, I'm on it. I play the character Big Billy. Yay! And, and I get to be uh, gay. And it's great.
0: It's excellent. I'm and so excited for you. I'm so... I have not... It came out today. I have not gotten the chance to listen to it. I was watching a lot of Geralt of, of Rivia. Um, but uh, I'm so excited to dive into that and, and learn more about... About these these characters, uh, also featuring uh, Ray from uh, no. the network.
1: Ray plays from, Ben and does a
0: phenomenal job. And uh, for, for Ray from Gaming New Horizons and Mock Footage and Deco Friendship. Ray, stop having so many podcasts. And uh, Blue, of course, uh, one of our one of our favorite podcast parents um, from Advertising and Good Boys Girls. Um, also, also a part of. Side stories.
1: Yeah, and Blue plays uh Judy and they are both phenomenal.
0: Real family affair. And I'm I'm so proud of all of you. So excited to see uh where this all goes. Uh people could check that out uh on the Aurora Borealis Twitter feed. Uh probably can find it on the One Shot Network uh website. Uh, yeah. all that all that information I'll put in the description below, and it's certainly on our Twitter and Facebook. Um So good on you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Branching out to a whole new network. Look at you.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm officially uh, an adjunct professor or some shit over at uh, the One Shot Network.
0: James D'Amato gives you a medal at graduation and everything.
1: It is low-key a goal of mine to somehow get to play a game with James D'Amato. I don't know like what I have to do to make it happen, but... I, I mean, uh, I, I feel like James I,
0: D'Amato is playing games around the clock, so you just kind of have to I'm, stumble into one of those. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm trying. I'm going to try and slither my way into a, a game sesh with James D'Amato. Excellent, excellent. Well, check that out. Uh,
0: check more out from Ending Pending. You can follow us uh, at on Twitter, at PendingPod. Follow us on Facebook, at PendingPod. Follow us on Instagram, at EndingPending. Send us an email, Pod at gmail.com. This, uh, this whole show is because somebody sent us a email. Emily uh, sent us an email and said, Hey, have you ever heard of uh, The Witcher, The Hexer, the Polish version? And we said, oh, Dude, go on. Please tell us more. And we're doing it. So we'll take your suggestions, clearly. Um uh, be sure to check out the Patreon, LunarLightStudio.com and Patreon.com slash LunarLightHQ. Excellent stuff going on there. Great things to get you through the quarantine. Uh, and, you know, hope everyone's doing well out there. Hope everyone's uh, making it through. Reach out to us. Communicate with us. We'd love that. And uh, hopefully we can help you uh, make this time a little bit better. Don't tell Pawn Chapleau. Don't tell him. Don't tell him what a woman is. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Punch out blue. Definitely never learned that. Lunar Light Studio.
1: Pretty, witty, and gay.